Welcome and thank you for listening to another episode of the Voice of Business podcast. We're your hosts, Eddie McBride and Kyle Jacobson. On this week's episode, we're proud and very honored to be joined by the CEO of the Texas Association of Business, Glenn Hammer. Mr. Hammer, thank you for joining us within one of your first 100 days in this job. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm an avid podcast listener, so this is a real treat for me. Well, and as Eddie said, we're very honored to have you on the podcast this week and look forward to an enlightening discussion about public policy here in the state of Texas. Before we dive into that, for our listeners who may not be familiar with you, can you please introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit about your background and your first few months on the job as CEO for TAB? Yeah, thank you, Kyle, and thank you, Eddie. Uh, President and CEO of the Texas Association of Business, I've I've been on the job now for uh, about four and a half months. So I still have my uh, Texas tourist visa. I'll I'll have to admit that. Uh, I came from Arizona. I spent 14 years there running the state chamber. Uh, Before that, I was in the solar industry for about five years in Arizona. Worked for a a company called First Solar. It's the largest uh, American manufacturer of solar panels today. And uh, before that, I spent uh, a while in, in D.C. I worked on Capitol Hill for a great United States senator, uh, former Senator John Kyle, and a former House member, Matt Salmon, both from Arizona. Uh, grew up in New York, got exiled. The best thing that ever happened was had the chance to, to, go, out, to go out west. And, uh, you know, for about 14 years, ran the you know, as I, as I think I was saying, ran the state chamber in, in Arizona and a lot of similarities. Now, Arizona is much smaller than Texas because I will say uh, I was misinformed. Texas is not a state. It is a country. <laughs> it, it's at least four times the size of Arizona, five times the economy of Arizona's. And it's, it's the ninth largest economy in the world if it was measured by those standards, almost $2 trillion of economic activity. So one thing on a personal note, I want to say is I, the, the first person to call me when I took this job in the state of Texas was Eddie, first person. I think, I think I was in my seat less than 30 seconds, no joke. And I also just want to thank Eddie uh, for getting me, I can't recall the bill, but I know it's probably one we'll discuss in a few moments, but Eddie got me a prime uh, spot testifying on a major pro-business piece of legislation. So I just want to I just want to thank Eddie. You're you're one of the you're one of the all time greats, and your generosity and hospitality and has been uh, 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 really a lifesaver for me as I moved uh, into the great state of Texas. Well, Glenn, I gotta return that and say that we a lot of us in Texas were extremely pleased that you were hired. Those of us who knew you, what you did in Arizona. Uh, and through our U.S. Chamber connections, and it was just a, we were so proud to have the, the that you end up being our our boss of all the chambers in the state of Texas and representing all the businesses. So we're really glad, and so thank you very much for your kind words as well. And exactly. we're glad we're glad you're where you're at, and we're looking forward to even better things than you've done your first four and a half months. So keep <laughs> up the good work. And speaking of uh, your last four and a half months, you got here pretty much right after the session started. 
and and had uh, didn't waste any time at all, as you said, giving testimony. And so you've done a great job representing businesses and TAB and and us as members. And and we've been in constant communications with our membership and all of our top legislative priorities. And we have so our chamber has so much in common with what uh, TAB's priorities are. We use your priorities as a basis on developing our issues. So we have a lot of overlap in our policy issues that we that we share. Can you inform our listeners about some of the highlights in the regular session in terms of pro-business legislation from your statewide perspective? Yeah, th thank you, Eddie. And, and, and I just also want to say there, the major reason why I wanted to come out here was, you know, when you really think about Texas and ninth largest economy, this is right here in the state of Texas. It's the center of the free market system in the entire world. Not hyperbole. It's, it's accurate. Fastest growing state. And there's a reason for it. It's because this is the best place for the for the free market system. And you know, one of the things that to me is very, very important is that the Texas way wins nationally. There's two systems within the US, it's Texas and California. Texas has got to win. So, you know, to me, the fact that Texas nine straight years has won the Governor's Cup for Site Selection magazine, 17 straight years CEO magazine as the best place to do business. Uh, we've got to not just maintain that because other states, if you're from one of the 49 other states, and I know this, you're looking at Texas as the model. And that means they're doing things. I'll just tell you, my 14 years in Arizona, I took a lot of stuff from Texas, particularly on tort reform, and worked successfully to get it passed in Arizona. So Texas has always got to be ahead. So one of the major initiatives, Eddie, and I know uh, your chamber played a huge role in this, was the Keep Texas Trucking effort. Abusive litigation in the trucking area is something that hurts all of our businesses, small, medium, and large. This isn't just a trucking issue. And, and as someone now who's driving through the great state of Texas, I see the billboards and some stick in my mind uh, of uh, entrepreneurial lawyers trying to get litigants to, to go after uh, trucking companies and businesses. So I, I just want to say that I, I think probably the most important piece of legislation that passed in terms of a piece of legislation that's going to be great for the state of Texas for many years to come is the uh, is is the legislation HB 19 by uh, Representative Leach and Senator Taylor that uh, curbs abusive uh, lawsuits. Uh, and I, you know, I. But but that's not it. You know, I think that there was other bills, HB five by Ashby and Nichols to develop a broadband a broadband plan and to have an office, which I believe will be uh, up and running in the near future. That that had strong bipartisan support. Uh, yesterday, I had the great opportunity to be across the street at a signing ceremony where Governor Abbott signed into law COVID liability protection legislation. That's something that benefits all businesses and not just businesses, schools, nonprofits, religious institutions, uh, you name it, that are that have played by the rules, but have uh, potentially could potentially be threatened by COVID liability uh, uh, legislation. So I'd say that those are you know a few of the of, of, of the big ticket items. Uh, we played a little bit of defense. There was some concern that we could get a California-style data pr privacy bill that uh, wouldn't have just hurt the tech companies, but could have had very high compliance costs 
for small and medium businesses. In California, for example, some of the costs of, of uh, complying with their legislation on privacy uh, could be upwards of $50 billion. So, you know, we, we played a little bit of defense, but I, I would say overall, this was a, uh, a positive sec, uh, session for the business community. We, we, we uh, improved our business climate. There were a couple other things I'll mention real quickly. The governor signed a, a margarita to go bill uh, so that restaurants can continue to uh, sell uh, alcohol uh, when they're uh, when customers are off offering takeout. Uh, there was also an important bill, uh, paycheck uh, PPP loan forgiveness. Uh, we didn't what we didn't want to see is uh, small businesses get nailed by the franchise franchise tax that uh, that accepted those loans. And I know chambers across the state of Texas played a major role federally so that those loans were even available. And at the certainly the first part of the pandemic, they were an absolute uh, lifesaver. So overall, a good, I, I would say another strong session uh, for the business community. Yes, sir. Right, and you certainly captured several items that became law that uh, we agree will enhance the business, the business environment of the state of Texas and help create jobs. Uh, but having said that, there's always an issue or two that don't quite make it across the finish line. Um, two in particular that I think we have our eyes on locally and TAB has an interest in as well are Senate Bill 14 and Chapter 313 renewal. Um, so prior to the beginning of the special session, the Lubbock Chamber signed on to a joint letter with TAB and several groups across the state to ask Governor Abbott to include these items on a special session agenda. And things are obviously uncertain right now with the breaking of a quorum in the House. Um, but can you shed some light on why these uh, two issues are important for the state of Texas and, and where things might be headed at some point in the future? Yeah, the 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 great question. And, and thank you for signing on to that letter. I believe about 30 chambers from across the state of Texas signed the letter to to, to Governor Abbott. And and here's the good news. I, I do believe that at some point in a special session, we will see SB 14 or some very close version of it uh, reemerge. Uh, that has become an issue that uh, leadership in the House and Senate, and I know the governor's office understands how important that is. And the, and the reason why is that one of the reasons Texas is the best place in the country to do business is we have a smart regulatory environment. And it's very important for there to be uh, rules of the road that are easy for businesses, small, medium, and large to follow. Now, uh, when businesses do become uh, larger and they operate in a lot of different jurisdictions in a state with 254 counties, and that took me a little time to get that number correct, uh, it's, it's even more important to have some degree of uniformity when it comes to hiring practices and traditional employment uh, matters. So that is a matter that we think is really important because the state of Texas has a good set of rules. What we don't want are some jurisdictions uh, to to pass their own rules that could cause some problems uh, for, for these employers. On uh, our number one tax item continues to be uh, Chapter 313. That's an economic development incentive that has been used to the effect, uh, I believe, according to the Comptroller's office, there's been about a quarter trillion dollars. That's a lot of money, even for Texas, of economic activity related 
to that incentive. And the reason why that incentive has been important is that for high capital investments, uh, Texas has business property taxes that could sometimes make those investments uh, less attractive. So that's been a tool that's been used all over the state and we wanna see it revive. We, we wanna see it continued. It still exists and it will continue to exist through the end of December, 2022. But because the Texas legislature only meets every other year, if there's not a con continuation in a special session, there will be at least some lapse of that very important tool before the next uh, the next regular session convenes in 2023, if I've gotten all the numbers right. Great job. And we'll continue supporting what y'all do with that as well, because those are the two things that we think were left over from the session that we, we are very much concentrating on, just like you are as well. So thank y'all for... You. Thank you all for doing that. And of course, recently the comptroller uh, revised his revenue estimates, which was very good news. And this extra $7.8 billion surplus opens the door to at least some of those funds uh, could be used in some form of property tax relief. And, and it's a uh, very interesting for us and something that we really think that a lot of our members will support. So tell our listeners how TAB is engaging on this issue and what y'all might like to see happen from the surplus. Yeah, and Eddie and Kyle, this was sort of one of the pleasant surprises because if you think back six, seven months ago, even you know, really right before I came to Texas, there there were a lot of uh, forecasts and people who thought we could still be in a deficit situation. So when you think about where we were just four or five months ago and where we are today with the controller. Uh, putting out new numbers where there's going to be a lot more revenue than we had expected, it does open the door for some sort of tax relief. Now, there, as part of the special session call, there was a call for property tax relief uh, of, of some different forms, uh, primarily on the residential side. And, and that's good because employees and business owners, we live in homes or or we live in apartments that are owned by uh, individuals so that uh, may be paying property taxes. But what we thought was important and things were moving fast until they weren't because of uh, you know some legislators deciding to go to another capital, uh, we got out a survey to uh, chambers across the state of Texas to uh, bring up the issue of property taxes because that is on the table right now and to see is this an area where businesses would be interest, interested in some sort of reduction. And I'll also say that uh, some great chamber leaders from across the state contacted me as well as some small businesses to say, yeah, we've got a great business environment in the state of Texas, but our assessments and our business property taxes are really going up pretty fast and we've got an issue. So Eddie, one of the things we wanna do here is this should not be top-down leadership. This should be, you know, if, if, if there are issues that, we, that are a problem for Texas businesses, I wanna know about it. And we, we want those issues to come from the, the great chambers across the state of Texas, uh, because you're closest to what's really going on. And as a quick aside, the Lubbock Chamber and Chambers in Texas should feel really good about 
one huge thing that I think has been not just good for the state of Texas, good for workers, but good for the entire United States of America. Because Texas is more open and has been more open than other states, I may be off on this, but I'm going to continue saying this until someone can prove me wrong. I think I've been out there personally meeting with more chamber leaders than any chamber executive uh, in, in, in the country. So I'm listening to real people. And when I've been listening to, to real chamber leaders, the top issue, when I would do my presentation about our top TAB initiatives, was the $300 federal supplement on unemployment insurance. People were like, okay, it's great that you're working on all these issues. We can't find workers. And when I drilled in, it was because it was just simply impossible for a lot of businesses to compete with the state and federal benefits. Texas, because of those conversations, I transmitted that information to the US chamber. And then they did some poking with other chambers. And what did you find out? What did we find out? This was a problem across the board. So it's a long-winded way of saying that when I hear from Texas chamber leaders that there's an issue, and when I hear from multiple that we have an issue on business property taxes, I want to get a survey out, as we did with the unemployment insurance, excuse me, the, yeah, the additional unemployment benefits on the federal side, and, and learn. And what we're finding out, it has not a completed survey yet, is that we, we do have some work to do on the business property tax side uh, in the state of Texas. Yes, sir. Thank you. And we'll be supporting the survey, too. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and I want to reiterate uh, how hard you've been working by sharing an anecdote from when Speaker Dade Phelan was in Lubbock a few weeks ago. Um, he mentioned that every morning when he was jogging around the Capitol grounds that he saw you walking in <laughs> to the Capitol for work. So while some of our uh, our elected officials are out jogging, your State Chamber of Commerce is hard at work on your behalf. So I think that speaks to what you were just saying. That's that's awfully kind to say. And on a personal note, I just want to thank both of you. I mean, it's it's the the speaker has been doing a terrific job, and you have been very gracious in your comments about me and the new TAB team uh, to the speaker. And that's, that's been enormously helpful. Of course. And uh, we, we want to thank you again for taking the time to visit with us on the podcast today. And I know we're looking forward to having you in Lubbock someday, hopefully soon, maybe once these special sessions conclude so that you can meet some of our members in person and everything. Um, but again, we appreciate your time today on the podcast and uh, hope to visit with you more soon. I, I can't wait. And, and I'll say every place I go, I, I do try to, and I hope I'm not saying anything I shouldn't, uh, but I try to have barbecue. Uh, well, we've got some. We got some, and uh, you'll be coming to God's country when you come out in West, West Texas. So uh, you'll, you'll have a real treat to see uh, something that not only are West Texans very proud of, so is the rest of the state of Texas. And Glenn, we really look forward to, to working more with you. And we also thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you next week in San Antonio. Thank you very much for joining us at our strategic planning board retreat. And uh, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to come down and meet with us then as well. I, I can't wait. And, and thank you. Thank you for that invitation. Very, very much looking forward to, to, to participating. You bet. And, and, and thank you, Glenn. Uh, thank you very much again for joining us today. We know how busy everything is in 
well, maybe not the capital, but I know you're <laughs> keeping up with everything else that's going on as well. So please pass our best to all the TAB staff, staff as well and thank them for all the help they give us as well. And Eddie, thank you for your exceptional leadership and 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 all of your help as I've been getting settled into Texas. Thank you. Glenn, and there's going to be more of it too. So we want to thank all of our listeners today for tuning in and uh, to this special podcast. And, and we'll talk all about different things next week when we meet together again. So thank all of you all for listening.